ولو ان اهل القرى امنوا واتقوا لفتحنا عليهم بركات من السماء والارض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته Brothers and sisters, welcome to episode 7 of the Barakah Effect podcast and for this episode we have a special live session titled Ramadan Halftime Planned versus Actual. How are you doing so far? So joining us for this episode 7, actually the episode 007, just saying, our <laughs> brothers Aziz, Amir, Reza and myself. Hayakumullah brothers. Hayakumullah. Barakallahu feekum. How's your Ramadan so far? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We'll know a bit like... more in the episode inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think some of you are lo- lo- losing weight lah huh, it seems. Masha'Allah. Oh really eh? Masha'Allah. <laughs> Barakah Ramadan ya. Eh? Barakah Ramadan masha'Allah. <laughs> so secondary secondary benefits ya. Eh? Masha'Allah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Masha'Allah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah alladhi bin'ati al-musalihat. So brothers and sisters, qaddarallahu wa masha'a fa'al, our brother Shahmi could not join us for this session as he is currently in the middle of his uh, exams. So masha'Allah, a lot going on in his life right now. He's got his final exams, plus his wife is expecting the third child anytime now, insha'Allah. So I imagine that he also has to play the role of super dad at the same time. <laughs> All of this <laughs> in Ramadan, right? Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So uh, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to ease all of his affairs for him and his family, reward their patience and increase them their in khair and barakah and may Allah Azza wa Jal grant him passing exam with flying colors. Amin. 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 Masha'Allah. So brothers and sisters, uh, before we begin, we just have a special announcement to, to make. Alhamdulillah, we're very excited about this. Just to share that the Baraka Effect podcast, we have just initiated a collaborative partnership with Qalbi App. Now, just a little bit about the app. Uh, the app is, a, is an application that provides trusted and updated content on Islamic education and Islamic lifestyle. So what's cool about the app, maybe I can just share some of the features that's inside. It basically acts as this kind of a one-stop center for your Islamic productivity needs in your day-to-day life. So you have things such as the functions such as prayer times, Quran, inspiration and daily reminders, an e-journal function, and also an Elm Finder as well, where they have links to trusted sources of Islamic knowledge and reminders, including links of our video episodes of the Barakah Effect podcast. And last but not least, they have a collection of dua and dhikr from the authentic sunnah, which is one of my personal favorite features of the app, especially in this Ramadan, right? The month where we're supposed to make more and more dua and more and more dhikr. So you can download the Qalbi app over at Apple Store for iPhone users or over at Google Play for Android users. The app is 100% free, no ads, as they say, gunakan tanpa waswas. I hope you, I bet you guys haven't heard that for a while, right? It's been a while. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> so, brothers and sisters, please do download the app and support the Qalbi community. Uh, just to share, their vision is to spread the da'wah and love for the Quran and Sunnah. So, mashallah, a vision that we at the Barakah Effect Podcast, we absolutely love and 100% support. And in fact, you know, this partnership, mashallah, we, we make dua that Allah grants it a lot of barakah. 
that our our purpose statement of the Barakah Effect podcast is that we want to inspire communities of high achievers striving for continuous growth and excellence here and hereafter. So brothers and sisters, let's get into the topic, inshallah, Ramadan halftime. How are we doing so far? So brother Aziz, why did we choose this? Why are we doing this? No, I, I personally used to think that all of my constraints are unique to me. So I used to feel that no one has encountered any of my life problem. But when we talk to our close friends, our colleagues, maybe we ask them how they deal with their day-to-day -day life, right? So it, it becomes clear that we are not so unique in a sense. So we do experience the same challenge and issues. It's just that no one seems to share it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Alhamdulillah. Clearly, some people have some solutions, right? MashaAllah. Right, right. But they keep it to themselves. <laughs> true. And true. Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of inspirational materials online, especially on YouTube, that would leave our motivation on how we should spend our Ramadan. So we hear lectures from our favorite uh, sheikh, favorite uh, ustaz. Yeah. But the question is, but what about, but what about applying it uh, as a common person, as a common person dealing with other constraints? So we need this information as well. So that's why we wanted to, to bring this into discussion. And perhaps we can learn from each other that we could do better. So um, inshallah. Yeah, and that's why we always appreciate all of your comments to our episodes. Mashallah, we do learn from it a great deal. So, Jazakumullah Khairan for uh, commenting so far and do keep the comments coming, Inshallah. Mashallah. Yeah, Barakallah Fik, brother Aziz. So, indeed, actually, that's the thing that we realize when we have these conversations with our friends, right? Clearly, some people have sought solutions and do things more efficiently than others. Especially when I reflect within our own circle of friends, right? Some people have more responsibilities than I do, but for some reason, they're doing so much more. So, what is it? Like, are these guys from a different planet, like <laughs> a different breed, <laughs> the same constraints as me, right? So, that's yeah. what I kind of, that's why we, that's actually the in initial intent of why we set up the Baraka Effect podcast. Is trying to have this community of practice where we can learn from each other in, 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 in dealing with these constraints. So the objectives of this session about having this plan versus actual, it's kind of for us to reflect back at how we're doing so far in Ramadan. It's so that we can instill this sense of hope and action, you know, so that we can get our, ourselves first and our listeners so that we can pick ourselves up and get back on track. And inshallah, we make dua that Allah Azza wa Jal uh, grants us the tawfiq to finish on a high. Right, so basically I mean, the idea behind this is like plan versus actual. So for those of you in project management, I think you're very familiar with this term. Right, you've seen yeah. this. This is something called S-curve. So the, for those of you not familiar, S-curve is like you how, what's, how much plan work you're doing. So it kind of looks like an S, right? And then right. you're trying to plot what, what you're supposed to do and every week or every month, depending on how you want to measure that progress and where like you're supposed to be 20%, but you're like, what, 15% or 17%. So it's kind of like uh, these kind of performance reviews kind of just remind us like, oh, where we are right now and what's our catch-up plan if we are lagging behind? Do we need to reprioritize our goals? Do we need to do things differently? So the nature of this broadcast session is kind of like a mid-year performance review. And by the way, right, when we talk about performance review, this is one of the things that people don't like about working, right? <laughs> I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Something that everyone dreads, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that time of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like, oh, man, the year ends. I just submit, like, I don't want to 
seat and we're going to get over it. <laughs> so, yeah, mashallah. But the thing is, right, as Muslims, we really want to confront this, you know, because, you know, that's the thing. As human beings, right, it's in our nature, it's in our fitrah that when things are uncomfortable, right, to, to deal with it, why do we hate performance reviews? It's because it kind of gives us an insight to like, oh man, I'm lacking in this. I'm falling mm-hmm. behind in this. You know, so exactly. naturally we have this feeling of discomfort, right? And we have this sort of like a cognitive dissonance. Like we want to stay mm-hmm. away from it. But the way we deal with that is like, we don't want to look at it. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, right? As Ignorance is bliss, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is as Muslims this isn't the attitude we should have we, we should develop that no. willpower mm. to confront these emotions you know like not to make excuses not to justify oh we fall short because of this we try to blame this one you know we want to swallow the bitter pill right or own it up to it right take it like a man right so that we can move forward with it so that's the idea that we want inshallah because it's only it, when we're it can, aware it can of like a man or a woman Right. <laughs> Our woman. That's right. Definitely. MashaAllah. <laughs> Thank you for that. So yeah, it's only when we're aware of our shortcomings, that's when we'll make the conscious efforts to improve them. So you know, it's interesting that I want to quote a book that I, go, and I quote a lot. I think, can you guess what that book is? <laughs> good to great. Yeah, good to great. I got it here, right? I think I quoted it in our recent episode of Ihsan as well. They should pay you some royalty, Aki. They should. They should. Yeah, that's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the idea about good to great, right? One of the characteristics of good to great companies, what makes them better than the competition is that they have this characteristic called confronting the brutal facts. Ooh. Huh, interesting. Ooh, so, right. brutal yeah, facts. yeah, brutal facts. Like, deal with it. Like, the, the analogy they give us, like, you know how people, like, when you lift up that, that, that rock, then you have these squiggly th- things underneath? Yeah. Uh, most, people, okay. yeah, most people don't want to lift the rock, right? But they, yeah. like, lift it so we can handle the squiggly things. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Sort of like facing your fears, in a sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. Something sort of like owning up to that. Yeah. yeah. You're not, not giving you any slacks. Don't, don't give yourself any slack. Right, exactly. Uh, like, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't do this ignorance with blistening because it's not. It doesn't solve the problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting that the, when the author says this, like he compares it to other companies who don't have this good to great characteristic. They tend to run away from this. You know how sometimes we see that in the workplace? People are like, they don't, they don't want to see the red indicators. They want to see all the mm. green meeting targets. Yeah. MashaAllah, mm. I did this, we did this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is all rosy and, uh, <laughs> and no, no problems at all. It's yeah, like watermelon, yeah. yeah. I love that. I was about to say that. I mean, what, what's a watermelon? It's green on the outside, but it's bloody red on the inside. But it's not sweet, right? But it's not sweet like watermelon. It's not sweet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true I just learned this term actually this watermelon thing it looks green but it's full of red inside mashallah mashallah <laughs> subhanallah this is in reality an aspect of what we call in Muslims as muhasabah right self-reflection yeah. and self-evaluation uh, Umar al-Khattab used to say hasibu anfusakum qabla antuhasabu evaluate yourselves before you are evaluated judge yourselves before you are judged why? because it's easier to judge yourself today than to be judged on the day of judgment subhanallah that's a it's simple thing but subhanallah just a, a little bit thought of that and then Omar said remember that day then then he quoted an ayah from surah al-haqah he says on that day when nothing will be hidden from your deeds so better you do it now better you face that open up that squiggly stuff own up to it and fix them you know so it that's really something a quote from from hassan as well from the, about yeah. that 
So he said that oh, yeah. whoever put the uh, heavy um, uh, self reflection uh, uh, judgment on on their self in this life, then he will have a light judgment on the day of judgment. Oh. Ah, okay, mashallah. I'm gonna write that down. Mashallah, barakalafik. Yeah, so this is the intent. We want to make it easy for our day of judgment. And the intent of this episode is to go through this uncomfortable performance review exercise, confront our inner demons, our inner shayateen, <laughs> right? Come face to face with our own shortcomings and weaknesses. See what we can do differently so that we can take responsibility and take ownership of our situation and make the best out of this. And really, this is an exercise that we want every one of you out there to do for your own selves, right? So for you to perform in your own circumstances to. Really Reflect back on how this first, what day is it now? It's 12th day of Ramadan, isn't it? So, 12th, isn't it? Oh, wow. Yes, Mashallah. Yeah, Mashallah. Yeah, so the first 11 days, what went through your life and how you can rectify that. So, But what we intend to do at the Barakah Effect Podcast, we will expose ourselves first so that you can make it take you through the process. And inshallah, you can get some ideas how you can apply this in your life, inshallah. So our hope is that all of you out there can learn from this and implement them to your own context and your situations within yourself and your family's family members as well. But in the meantime, as we talk about these things, as we talk about our targets and what we failed and where we where we did well and where we think we can improve, please do feel free free feel free to share your own personal insights as well. Maybe you have some better life hacks, right? Maybe our tools are kind of outdated, right? So we want to learn from them as well. Don't keep them to yourself, yeah? I mean, this is a ni'mah that Allah give you, right? Love for others what you love for yourself. If you know some pretty sweet life hacks, we want to hear it. And of course, if we made a mistake, if what, what I shared, my targets, come on, brother Faisal, you can do more. Yeah, give us feedback. Yeah, we're all miskin. Yep, yep. We're all in the spirit of learning. So we do love to learn and hear from you as well, inshallah. So let's get into it, our first part of the discussion. So brothers, talk, take us through it. How is your Ramadan so far? What have you learned about yourself, your context, your timings, about your own actions? What do you think went particularly well? And what are the things that eh, not so great, right? What have you figured out why? And what are the underlying factors? So Reza, how's your Ramadan so far? MashaAllah, Barakallah Fikum. Alhamdulillah, in general, I think so far it's going well. However, looking at the, the past 11 days, um, slightly disappointed with myself in regards to uh, my voluntary deeds, uh, especially uh-huh. in regards to spending time with the Quran. I find that uh, I'm spending less time with the Quran compared to previous Ramadan. And, and it feels like I'm lagging a bit behind on what my targets were coming to Ramadan. And when I reflect back on why this is, uh, I found that I let my schedule take over me rather than being in control of my schedule. Uh-huh. So that's one. And coming into Ramadan, I had a plan to like stick to a routine. And perhaps the pitfall to that is that I did not write down to, to the, the minute detail on uh-huh. what I should do day to day. And therefore, I can circumnavigate. If something doesn't go to plan, I have a plan B, you know. So okay. it was all, uh, my mistake was that it was all in my mind. Like I had a, that routine uh, in my mind and that mm-hmm. schedule. And, uh, and I guess uh, what kept me busy primarily in this Ramadan was that uh, the work routine is a bit more unpredictable. Some days we are in the office and some days uh, we are at home. So it's a bit of, uh, there's no constant constant routine in my life at the moment in that right. regard. And um, the workload is not particularly heavier than usual. Uh, but 
there's one thing about uh, odd timings uh, that I observe um, lately. Uh, we have been having meetings at very odd timings. Some sometimes it goes even up till maghrib. So it really throws my routine oh, of wow. balance. Yeah, okay. Subhanallah. <laughs> That's something that I have to uh, adjust uh, slightly. But Qadarullah wa mashafaal. This is what has been different this uh, than this previous Ramadan. Uh, and um, perhaps that can be better moving forward as we approach the the second quarter, the, the second quarter of the Ramadan. And also, oh, Alhamdulillah, uh, I was granted the opportunity, Alhamdulillah, to handle some facilitator duties for an event throughout Ramadan, myself and Brother Faisal. And uh, the Awakening Convention. The Awakening Convention, mashallah. Yeah, mashallah. Yeah, well done, mashallah. And to you as well, mashallah. And to me, you have a session tomorrow, right? Yeah, inshallah. Two, two, three, ah, three, yeah, three. with Sheikh Ibrahim, mashallah. <laughs> Sheikh Ibrahim on Salah. So yeah, looking forward to that. And for me, it's it's like kind of like the first time handling facilitating duties for a convention like that for, of that scale you know so mm-hmm. i found that most of my mental focus and spare time is dedicated and fixated to the event thinking about the points mm-hmm. researching practicing running through all the scenarios yeah. and i'm finding a bit of a challenge to compartmentalize my time and my thoughts so perhaps that's an area of potential improvement that i feel like i can plan better to make time for other personal acts of ibadah so in a nutshell that's my uh, ramadan so far and yeah inshallah there's room for improvement but alhamdulillah in general uh, yeah, yeah the thing about this emceeing thing right people think like it's an easy thing but wallahi yeah. there's so many things that uh-huh. go behind the scenes right so yep. sometimes people give me remarks like oh mashallah you're, su- you're such a natural we talking about natural man you don't see <laughs> <laughs> you exactly used to hear me rehearsing talking to myself on those hours this is hard work hours, man. <laughs> yeah exactly i'm finding it out right now the hard way <laughs> ah, i know so mashallah good let's hear from brother aziz how's your ramadan so far alhamdulillah it is i think it's okay but I think I could do better because I think uh, previous Ramadan I I think I read more Quran spending time with more Quran than this Ramadan this mm. first uh, 11 days so I have a similar challenge just as brother Reza the workload is increasing project is keep coming so sometimes <laughs> I need to continue my work uh, in between maghrib and isha and sometimes after after tarawih and mm. the the second challenge is is for this week is that uh, the my my kids school is shutting down because of the pandemic we are going we are oh, in a red zone right now so inshallah oh. <laughs> it's a new challenge so all of my kids will be at home during work as i'm working oh, at home okay you know how challenging it is right so you're working <laughs> double shifts now <laughs> <laughs> one with the work and one with the kids <laughs> that's what we call multitasking inshallah <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's not easy yet. I think yeah. uh, the parents out there are, have the same struggle. So mm. um, sometimes they will be bored at home because usually at school they have lots of activities, right? Ah, okay. So I think Brother Amir can relate to this. <laughs> we need to find, we need to have a schedule for them also. So yeah, it disrupts so our original plan. So we need to reschedule our plan for Ramadan. And one more, that's the the first two is about the environment and 
the the last one is about myself so uh it's about social media <laughs> i think i have a struggle oh. for this it's okay. a one bad habit i i wanted to get rid of so just want to share with the audience and uh, to the brothers that statistics shows that in to 2020 in year 2020 the average daily social media usage is 145 minutes per day so per it means day. that people are spending 2 hours and 25 minutes a day on social media every just, day yeah every day yeah? that's like three juz of the quran per day mm. subhanallah so subhanallah. i'm gu- guilty of this as well may may allah forgive me and all of us Um, I mean, we will talk now about that you it. put that in like the, that context it's it's even more you know <laughs> scary <laughs> right? Allah, scary <laughs> because yeah. when you add up five minutes there yeah. five minutes yeah. here it will add up to two hours you should uh, you should check your screen time you can check it on uh, apple they have they have um, uh, the, the apps can you 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 yeah. can look at yeah. and android right. you need to i think android have it as well right so you can check Yeah, yeah how can, many yeah. Uh, how many hours how many minutes you you spend time on facebook <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah you know reflecting so back right 2 hours 25 minutes per day right and then come and think and then we always get feedback saying that our episodes are too long you know what i mean <laughs> 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 so just some context there subhanallah <laughs> but it kind of shows that yeah it's, it's all these short bursts of time right two minutes three yep. minutes two minutes these are all adding up right so subhanallah that's something that we can learn about ourselves actually mm, exactly me. so we, we can hear it, uh, from brother amir okay mashallah mashallah i think from both of you yourself I have I've learned so many things already yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so about self reflection yeah so uh, when I give it a few thought on how to do my personal self reflection but I try to ground it into three compartment which is uh, sabar uh, istighfar and uh, syukur because Ibn Qayyim mentioned that a believer's life should revolve around these three things this three, this three aspect so in terms of uh, the syukur so we always I, I'm uh, grateful to Allah for every single thing Uh, that I'm able to do in terms of ibadah, that he had make it easy for for me, yeah. And it's definitely not for my own uh, uh, my own ability because if it's only for my own ability, I'm never ever will to uh, able to fulfill those tasks, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things that it's the is perhaps the the environment that we are living right now, yeah, the, the pandemic environment, the no, the novel environment that we are, it's actually a blessing in disguise, yeah. If you look into it better, it mm. it that particular environment helps us to reduce a lot of external distraction, yeah. We we're not we're not focused anymore on on those uh, blockbuster deals during the festive seasons. Yep, that's to start with. Yeah, we're no longer going on those uh, iftar food hunts. Like okay, day one restaurant A, day two Spanish, day yeah. three Malay, day four Arabic, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. You don't have that crave anymore. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, and 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 and, uh, and also uh, you you are more less affected by the the bad habits of the community. Yeah. So for instance, if you're in the office, when somebody uh, starts a water cooler talk, it's toxic talk. And you you get dragged into it, even though and and you're in a, in a position of trying to draw yourself out from there, yeah. So, so the, water, that, that. the water cooler talk continues even without the water cooler, huh? And that's right. <laughs> even if if they feel if the if the water com- finishes, the talk will still be there. Subhanallah, <laughs> <laughs> subhanallah. Now it's it's the zoom over zoom talk that you have to avoid, but it's easier to avoid because they can't see you, so you just pretend that nothing happens. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <Allah>. <laughs> 
and also the, the, the amount of time you can save from, from traveling time, you don't have that anymore. The, the, those are the, those virtual meetings that, that you can uh, uh, you, yeah. you can uh, save a lot of time, a lot of valuable time that you can use that and and invest those time in Ramadan. Yeah, it's mm. truly a blessing, these guys. And and with that uh, shukur element, we make dua to Allah. Allah accept all our good deeds and give barakah oh, to, yeah. to it, even though there's so many flaws that comes from it. And also in terms of nah, istighfar. Yeah. Seeking forgiveness from Allah for all the shortcomings we've done, especially the shortcomings of not fulfilling our KPI. I think I'm in the same boat as as all of you. I mean, most of us here. I didn't fulfill my KPIs yeah, for the first for the first two for the first twelve days of, of Ramadan. Yeah, and um, and uh, and I try to do a bit of a uh, try to do a bit of a root cause analysis and I find out uh, two things most of the shortcomings come to. One is uh, in terms of setting goals, like uh, maybe I put. Maybe it's overstretching targets. Maybe to, to some others, this is co- common target, but to me, it's, it's overstretched targets. Mm. And it's coupled, yeah. it's doubled down. If I, because I, uh, uh, my failure to give more focus on potential external influence. Yeah, I, I, oh, I fail to well, see yeah. like a red flags coming from, from work. That uh, these okay, are train wrecks, yeah. man, coming, coming your way straight, head on. Mm. And I fail to see that. So when Ramadan comes, I have to also, have to also look into this. Uh, and some, Alhamdulillah, mm. Allah make it easy that some of the workloads has, has a, as a, has been distributed, distributed in a, in a, in in a consent, uh, the other part in proper handover, yeah, not not just one way traffic, yeah, uh, but but yeah, other other tasks in 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 my work which I I didn't foresee it coming and and I had oh. to uh, have to uh, at times spend a bit more effort into this, See. and also uh, I I didn't allocate, allocate uh, much resources on to certain things which I I underestimated its difficulty, yeah, yeah. So okay. for instance, okay, like for instance, are you able to memorize certain lines per day? But sometimes it's not that it's not that easy. You know, some some lines are more difficult than other other lines, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and say okay, it's always, it's always a certain amount of time and to to do this. But sometimes certain lines need more more time and and more focus. Mm-hmm. The environment is not just your effort, but also the environment needs to be conducive for you to do certain t- certain tasks, which mm-hmm. I, I I didn't put that into uh, consideration. Oh, and also, man. I think the that's the, the shot the setting goals and uh, the next. Uh, bit of it is the execution is the just poor poor indiscipline to to, to make it short like for instance poor timekeeping oh. yep yeah. uh, okay. even though even though a lot of the destruction has been uh, Allah had had, had through to to the current environment uh, uh, filter away from us but there are still some destruction which I am unable to to, uh, to 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 and allow that to to creep into my 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 thought for instance maybe some of you have not uh, some of you foot, footballer fans heard of this super league creation so it's nothing oh. <laughs> connected to your fasting it doesn't give you one dollar of, of of reward of profit or neither it, it makes you lose some or even one set of money but sometimes you just oh this is an interesting topic uh, news click into yeah. it and then yeah. oh oh so, so let's hear what this particular p- person has to say about it and you, you realize oh uh, you go down the rabbit hole that add up to the two two hours and 25 minutes just now. Indeed. Ah. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's right. Yeah. Completely. Yes, it's just topic to, to to even dwell into it. Yeah. Yep. And, and and also something tied to that is failure to manage uncertainties. Yeah. Maybe I didn't I didn't put enough buffer to manage things. Ah. Uh, yeah. External factors. Yeah. And and most important most important is sometimes. Uh, you failing to capitalize on opportunity. Let's say you've you've completed oh, certain KPIs, okay. 
They say, okay, mm. the next part, I'll, I'll wait until until the time comes. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And then suddenly that time doesn't come. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> Resting on your laurels. Guilty as charged. Okay, okay. Same here. And on the third part, so, so we talk about shukur, we talk about istighfar, and the final part is sabar. So sabar is just about what the... But the Faisal mentioned in his opening just now, is just to own up. You just have to accept all the shortcomings that comes, that you have, that you have, mm-hmm. that you have failed in, in the first uh, one third of Ramadan. Yep. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world. It's, 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 it's still a lot of things to look forward to. Try to resolve it, put some action plan. Inshallah, we we know a bit more during this session and soldier on. Yeah. That's all I have. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Okay. MashaAllah. So just to share about my thoughts about how I feel about my Ramadan so far. So it's interesting that uh, because this year as well, just like uh, Brother Aziz and Reza, like my, my work actually is more this year. I got a new job responsibility. So that's taking up a lot more time. So subhanAllah, if you think about it, right? So if you think about it, right? Work always increases, but age also increases. <laughs> but you want to do more. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I mean? Doesn't match, doesn't match. <laughs> it doesn't match, you know? <laughs> so yeah, this kind of reflection, now that you, I'm hearing it from you as well, so subhanAllah. Yeah, subhanAllah. So, so I, I mean, I knew that the days would be very busy. So I kind of like time blocked it. I, I knew, okay, I just said like 8.30 to 6.30, this is work. It's a bit more than I'm supposed to. But like w- what I realized is that when you put a very like tough target, right, that you have this much you have to do, and when you find yourself being able to finish earlier, it's like a bonus for you. So if you prepare for the worst, anything that happens better than that, it's like a nice win for you. Mm. And I find myself like, because I, I, because I knew that the work days would be very, very strenuous, I, I find myself forcing these time blocks. Okay, where can I, where can I perform? Okay, after Fajr, uh, okay, a, a bit after Zohor and between Maghrib and Isha, which I can share after this. So I, I was very regimented about that. And subhanAllah, what I found was that and so, so my thinking was okay. The, the the weekdays has to be regimented because it's really really tough. I can't really because okay, of course it's not in a vacuum. I'm also living with uh, my in-laws and, and I have and my son. So yeah, you have to play those roles as well, right? As as Aziz mm-hmm. highlighted as well. So uh, what do I say? Yeah. So so the weekdays were very very packed. But I also in, in the back of my head was like, okay, it's okay. The weekends that's my catch-up plan. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that's I think a lot of you can relate to that. So yeah. I, so just like uh, Riza, I'm also I'm seeing for the uh, the awakening convention. So I'm like, okay, awakening convention, that's that time block. Okay, but this one, okay, that's the that's the catch up time. Following the okay, halas, we have some time there. But the irony is, the weekdays it was very productive, but weekends completely derailed. Like <laughs> this catch up time. And I, this one thing I did differently this year. So this one I want to share later on. But I, one thing I do differently is I do I do tracking. I do journaling. Like how much I actually do for the day. That's one thing I didn't do differently. Oh. So yeah, that's some. How do you do it? Oh, I just use an app manually. No, I just use the app. Oh, I just use the notes app actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> very, okay. Very simple one. But actually, you know, the Colby app also has an e-journal, but I haven't haven't really uh, tried it yet, tried out yet. But yeah, you can use a lot of apps to do this. So, mm-hmm. mashallah, I mean, you can try it out as well. So that really helped. What I found was that my progress on the weekdays was better than my weekends. I'm like, oh man, this cannot be. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad. Because you know what to expect in the weekdays and in the weekend, it's a bit... Uh, That's the yeah. one. That's right? the one, yeah. yeah. Because it's a lot more predictable. And because you plan for the worst and when the worst doesn't happen, you get a bonus. But in mm. the weekends, you're like, uh, you don't time block. Like, you just drift off. And then one distraction it pulls you away from the other. One rabbit hole here. You say, okay, spend time. Okay, let's go enjoy here. Hey, two hours is gone. Oh, man. 
like, are you kidding me? So that, that's that's really kind of what happened. And I think uh, one of the things that, uh, alhamdulillah, like uh, Amir highlighted, it's very good. We should be thankful to Allah for many things in this in this uh, this situation that we are in right now. For us, it's a unique situation because it's the first Ramadan I can spend in close proximity with my parents and my in-laws. So over the weekends, mm-hmm. I have a plan. I spend the weekend, I, I go to my parents' place. But what I did not factor in was that their routines are very different. The context environment is very different. And because of that, it just doesn't match with my with my plan that I thought that I had in mind. So it's not to blame them, but it's just to, to show that, you know, different changes in your environment can just derail things because we don't live in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, this, this is something I learned over the years before, right? Towards the end of Ramadan, when we go back to our kampung, as they say, right? When you meet the cousins there, those last 10 days when you're supposed to be at your best. <laughs> this is the most challenging time. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Let's not Everyone even get to the... to have fun, right? Exactly, right? You, oh, let's not even start to get started about the firecrackers part, right? Haram, right? <laughs> but subhanAllah, you know, that, that's kind of the things that I learned about myself. But, you know, Alhamdulillah, it was a good learning experience. I'm a bit frustrated because, you know, I just let it derail I, I, I didn't see it coming that self-awareness that I had so well in the weekdays I didn't practice it on the weekends so I think it's a good learning experience but there's some feeling of regret because I know I can do better it doesn't make sense what do you mean a busy day you do more on the weekend than the weekend right? <laughs> so, you need to erase the term weekend that's true you need to, yeah, 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 I like that. yeah yeah that's true, that's true yeah yeah that's true I like that so yeah, I mean, just to remind myself, and this is how we want to start this, uh, we go on to the, proceed to this discussion, inshallah. For those of you who do feel down, who do feel like you can do more, who feel like frustrated out of yourself because you didn't quite perform at the level best, which you know you can achieve. I think we talked about this in the episode called The Slump, right? You know, like you compare to your previous years, mashallah, I was young and I could do this, I could do that, right? And then now suddenly, oh, like it's just hitting the slump. So just a few reminders for myself and all of us out there. Number one, actually guilt can be a good thing. Feeling inadequate is something that can be positive. Because even the companions, radiallahu anhum, even though they were promised paradise, they were never satisfied with themselves. They always felt like I could do better. I feel like some, some of them even feared for being hypocrites, even though they are being promised paradise. Abu Bakr, radiallahu anhu, he said that if one foot of mine, one foot were to enter Jannah, I would still not feel safe from the punishment of Allah. Wow, this is Abu Bakar, huh? Subhanallah, subhanallah. So, yes, this is actually a good thing. But the thing is, of course, the Prophet ﷺ says in another hadith, Anadam, anadamu tawbah, that guilt is repentance. So actually, tawbah itself requires this element. So if you feel that element, inshallah, it's a good sign of a believer. It shows that you care. So this is something that, you know, over the over the, this one year that we've been, many of us have been working from home, I've been hearing a lot from our colleagues, especially the, the, the working moms, who say that they feel very guilty this working from home. When they spend time working, they feel guilty they're not, not spending time with their, with their kids. When they spend time mm. with the kids, they feel guilty that they're neglecting their jobs. And in fact, I think even us as working dads, we feel like that as well. Well, right. <laughs> so, indeed, but, indeed. But, yeah, I mean that, that guilt is there. So I, I told, so I told one, of, I told our colleagues, I, I said, like, you know, guilt can be a good thing. Like, huh? So yeah, it, guilt shows that you care. But here's the thing: don't make that guilt destroy you. Don't make that guilt make you like beat yourself up. So you have to be careful. This is what this is one thing that happens to us when we go through this slump in Ramadan. What Shaitan tries to do is to try to whisper thoughts in your head, even though Shaitan is chained, but 
you know, you have that inner thoughts that that just poisons your thinking and thinking like, bro, you're such a loser. You can't do so well. Forget about it, man. You know, you know, you 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 know those people who like go for the first week of taraweeh and then they drop out. You are those kind of people. So, you know, shaitan likes to do that. They like to pound on you. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you have yeah. to be careful. Don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah because Allah says. Nobody gives up hope on the mercy of Allah except those who are disbelievers, right? So use yeah. that guilt in a way that's positive. So that's number one. And number two is be optimistic. This hadith, I mentioned it in the gearing up for Ramadan episode, but I always remind myself that the Prophet wasallam he said that every night during iftar, Allah frees certain of his slaves from the hellfire. And this happens every night in Ramadan. So this is something that reminds us that, okay, fine, maybe the first 11 days, first 10 days, not so great. But tonight, maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. But if you slack, you might not get it at all. Uh, so I, I think this hadith really puts it into context and to be optimistic. And of course, number three is what's most important is the ending, okay, which we'll talk about at the very end of this discussion, inshallah. So... Try not to get beat yourself up too much. Inshallah, we have more than half to go. Inshallah, that's why we try to plan this a little bit before the half time itself, so that we have a bit more heads up planning to do in the leading up to the last ten days, especially. Inshallah. So, which gets into the next segment of our discussion now, brothers. What are your targets for this year? And maybe you can share with us as well some hacks. What are you doing differently for this year's Ramadan? So, Aziz, maybe you want to share yours. Oh, inshallah. So. Um, my my target for this year is to include my family in in my goals. So uh, you realize that when your childrens are growing, you realize that the that Ramadan goal is not only about you or only mm. about you and your spouse. Yeah. So now you have to include your kids. So I have my eldest son is seven years old now. So uh, and they need guidance from their parents on how mm. to maximize the Ramadan, right? So, yeah. how do you instill the excitement of Ramadan in them? Because mm. naturally, who wants to be in state of hunger, mm, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they are they are kids, <laughs> of course. So, how do you make one, them right? excited, right? How do you yeah, make true. them see that in a positive mm-hmm. light, isn't it? So now, how do Shall you make how do you make your kids to fast, to pray, and do other ibadah as well? So, I would like to give a big credit to my wife. She did a fantastic job in doing the decoration at home. Say ahlan wa sahlan Ramadan. So the, <laughs> yeah, the kids really feel excited about it. And uh, she makes the calendar to show the kids their progress, just like Brother Faisal, the checklist, right? It uh, gives a sense of, how to say, um, like achievement, right? Achievement. Achievement. Yep. Right. Do you use, do you use stickers? Stickers got to work, man. Uh-huh. Stickers works all the time. This one. This is <laughs> this is the best. She bought a Ramadan diary book. It's called My Ramadan Sticker Book. Her kids Ooh, love stickers. Right. Man, what, what, what will you do without a wife? Huh? <laughs> 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 wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So every time the kids do any ibadah, they pray, they, they fast, they would get a sticker. So... It's like gamifying the Ramadan for them. Gamifying, ah, nice. Yeah, Alhamdulillah, my seven is old. Uh, Amar never miss salah, never miss taraweeh, and wow, um, mashallah. Oh. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Oh. may Allah make all of us uh, steadfast. And one Ameen. more target is that uh, I 
I do the traweh uh, at home with my family because the kids are not allowed to pray at the masjid during this pandemic, right? I so I plan to do taraweh at home since day one. Mashallah. Mashallah. It's the same for, for myself and my family, Akhi. We do taraweh oh. at home this Ramadan. So what? that's what's different than previous Ramadans. Um, oh. Yeah, simply because the space for women at the masjid uh, is not so, let's say the capacity is not big. And therefore, there's limited capacity and they're still not so comfortable with that arrangement. So, mm. uh, Alhamdulillah, this, this Ramadan, we try to uh, just pray Isha at the masjid and then do the Tarawih at home. So, Alhamdulillah, it's working well so far and we're enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's the first time you're doing this, eh, Akhi? Like uh, for both you and Aziz, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, Previous yeah. years is... I mean, oh. actually, last year we, we did Tarawih at home because mm. we, are, we were forced to, but oh, yeah, yeah, last that year, was yeah. because the masjid wasn't <laughs> yeah. available. But right, as, right, right. as long as the masajid and the, the centers, Islamic centers were available, we always went to, to them instead of uh, performing okay. it at home. So okay. this is something that uh, is interesting as well. And mashallah, it's yeah. quite, going, going quite, quite good. I would say, yeah, mashallah. You know, there's a scholar by I think it's, uh, Ibn Abdul Bar. He actually was of the opinion that if you can perform tarawih at home and it's better for your context, it's better for you to perform at home. Mashallah. So, yeah. mashallah. I think that's a good reminder because actually, for, for me as well, I've been praying at home uh, with mm. the family for the past few years. A uh, few benefits to this, I think, as uh, he as he says, like your 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 children can get this environment as well. And mashallah, mm. like from because my son is three years old, he's starting to learn how to recite and memorize. And I, I found this very beneficial. Just doing this, mashallah, so far, every night, except one night, he stayed up all the way until we finished with her. Three years old. Ah, mashallah. mashallah. Three years old, mashallah. Yeah, so mashallah. <laughs> I mean, they, they can do it. They, they, they enjoy it, actually. They, then after that, they, they look forward to it. So it becomes like an event for them. And I think mashallah. most importantly for me, this is so important. Why? Because it forces me to, mem- to check my memorization. Ah, uh, this is the most important one. <laughs> okay, okay. Accountability. <laughs> yes, trust myself to be disciplined in this. Mashallah. <laughs> Although, after Isha, you get weird looks when you're going out of the masjid. Like, where is this guy going? Every you do, time yeah. After Isha, he's always going away. with this guy? Go back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other people just arrive after Isha. <laughs> and, and actually, actually, I'm on, I'm on a, on a separate uh, uh, strategy to that because I actually go to, uh-huh. the, to, the, to the mosque for for, for tarawih right. only on oh, days. Allah. But on days that uh, that my wife couldn't be the imam to my daughters, then then I'll, I'll try oh. to, to be the to, to the trawi at home. But if, oh, if they can so do it by themselves, then then I'll, right. I'll do it in the in, in the mosque. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, and this is something I different. I doing this this year. Yeah. Oh, oh this is different. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, mashallah, mashallah, Allah mubarak. <laughs> yeah, okay, and, and mashallah. for me, for me personally, was to go into a routine like. Um, it maximizes the ibadat throughout the day and throughout the nights. So the the wajibat are the most important ones and the sunnah, I try to do mm-hmm. as much as possible and just key in all those times. Um, for example, going to the jamaah prayers at masjid, doing as many voluntary prayers at, at home at its time and also mm-hmm. to read the Quran with tadabbur at least one juice a day. And which this one, I'm finding it a bit of a challenge to do with my current schedule. So looking back uh, perhaps it was too ideal or plan and i didn't take into account the reality of what if it doesn't go to plan so um, uh, perhaps something some items can be adjusted not not the wajib part but 
the for example the reading Quran uh, I will touch it uh, on later on the next uh, segment inshallah on how we can perhaps my plan is to go forward in regards to this mm. but alhamdulillah one thing that I found this this year um, that I didn't really observe previous years was that um, I was able, alhamdulillah, to utilize the mornings well. And I find that mornings, especially after Fajr, is the best time to do anything like read Quran, do Tadabur, or do any beneficial task. That's when you feel most energetic and most inspired. Like all your creative juices are like uh, on point at that time, you know. You have your coffee yeah. for Sahur? Yeah, I think that is one thing that helps as well. The yeah. coffee for sahur, I, I I really can't do without. And yeah, that, <laughs> give that yeah. push for the, the morning. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> can't go without okay. it. Yeah, can't go without it. But I think the trick is actually to just try and sleep as early as you can so that you have okay. enough rest and uh, you can wake up slightly earlier and so that you don't feel half asleep during the morning because sometimes if you don't spend enough time sleeping at night you might feel like a bit groggy and then that the the bed suddenly uh, looks so appealing to you you know so this is uh, something uh, a hack that I, I'm tr- i've been trying and alhamdulillah i really enjoy it well and and to also have another dimension to it um if you uh, have a heavy activity in the morning for example very mentally intensive Uh, by mid-morning, usually we will feel the slight energy drop. So yeah. um, what we do to counter this, alhamdulillah, and also this Ramadan, I've, I've been discovering this and very beneficial, is that have that during lunchtime, that 10-minute power nap. And mashallah, oh, this, this oh, just does wonders, you know, like the best. Um, this is <laughs> no. the best, you know. Yeah. You just need 10, min- 10 minutes. Yeah? Like, yeah. I, this is just an observation, like... Uh, When you're not outside of fasting, yeah. When you're outside of fasting, you tend to take more longer power naps. But when you're fasting, mm. your power nap becomes shorter, and, and you feel oh, the same, the same wow. uh, refreshment, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Oh yeah. wow! Subhanallah. Yeah. yeah, you just need 10 minutes, 10 maximum 15 minutes, and then you just oh, feel yeah. like you you just woke up from a, a new, fresh, new sleep. You know, so mashallah, yep. this is what I found out is Ramadan. <laughs> Any of your yeah. brothers do, did the same thing as yeah. well? I never yeah, it's yeah. my power nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? All of you, huh? Mashallah. Yeah, yeah. Mashallah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Replace my lunch. <laughs> uh, mashallah. <laughs> yeah, subhanallah. You know, this is this is one of the things, a beautiful thing about the sunnah that people forget. Actually, in fact, actually, it's a very encouraged sunnah. The Prophet yeah. says, "Qilu." He actually Salaam. gave an instruction, fil amr, which is take the power nap. Fa inna shaitan ala tuqil because shaitan. He does not take the power nap. He does not take the qailula. <laughs> Subhanallah. What a, I was really quite amazed with this. And Subhanallah, one of the things that people think, right? Oh, what's 10 minutes going to do? Oh, man, trust me. 10 minutes works wonders. In fact, yeah. don't go more than half an hour. If you go more half, yeah. an, half, half an hour, you feel groggy and like, right. I want to sleep some more. Exactly. But 10 minutes, man, is so transformative, man. Subhanallah. And, and also, if you if you're worried that you might run into, a, I mean, uh, be late to an upcoming meeting, yeah? Then maybe you sleep, you just sleep on a comfortable chair. Yeah, do you do? Sometimes you don't have to lie down. Uh, you can just sit on yep, a very yep. comfortable chair, and you can still That's get that ten minutes of rest. Yeah, yeah, mashallah. Actually, to couple this point about the morning part, I, I totally hundred percent agree with that. So, alhamdulillah, one of the uh, the achievements I had this year, I have not, I not slept after I slept not slept after fajr. So I make sure I seize the mornings, and I, I notice that a lot of people they sleep after fajr. And this is a, a huge mistake, actually, because, you know, you've just stuffed yourself with suhoor and mashallah, we Malays, right, with our rice and everything in suhoor, right? So yeah. with that full stomach, you sleep 
oh, you're going to, it's a long sleep and when you're going to wake up groggy, you're feeling bad about yourself, then you're going to work from home. Such as start your laptop. Oh, it's it's, it's not not a not a start, not a good way to start. Starting so, on the wrong foot, right? Yeah, yeah, not a good start. So in yeah. fact, actually knowing that, so for me, I always schedule that. I always mentally tell myself, okay, in in lunchtime, I have to find a way to get this ten minutes, because what I realize is that, uh, like like brother Reza said, maybe by ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, you do feel a bit like dragging it a bit, right? So. Mm. Once you take that 10 minutes, like maybe just before Zohor, that's what I normally do. Just before Zohor, mashallah, you feel fantastic after that. So nice. yeah, I, I did this just once. I'm guilty of this. I, just did, I did this just once. <laughs> like uh, during a meeting, I'm like, uh, sorry, bro. Uh, can I can I come back later? I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that once. <laughs> like, you know, go, go for 10 minutes, come back. Okay, back. And subhanAllah, after that, I was very productive. Before that, I was like, uh, half an hour, exactly. I was like, Oh, help me. <laughs> after 10 minutes like oh back in the game you know like the super yeah. substitute guy <laughs> yeah think of it just maybe a mindset shift think of it as something that helps your productivity rather than something ah, that you will. people feel that you are slacking off it's not like you're slacking off it's 10 minutes that will help mm. the next few hours of your day so yeah. this is amazing <laughs> hey by the way this thing right it's, it's a sunnah but subhanallah the modern people today the westerners are discovering how important it is especially mm-hmm. the Japanese and Koreans, right? I, I think yeah, some yeah. companies, they even force, like during lunchtime, they'll actually switch off the lights for like 15 minutes. They force everyone to take yeah, the kailula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the tech companies nowadays have the rest area for that, especially, right? Like oh, Google do they? And whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, subhanAllah. <laughs> wow, wow, amazing, amazing. MashaAllah. <laughs> so, so that's it in a nutshell on, on my bit, on my planning and my current uh, what i found so uh yeah any of the brothers want to continue on that maybe yeah, can share so, a bit of what i did differently in terms of schedule uh, you, is yeah, okay? Yeah. okay yeah go ahead so like uh, usually i have a schedule like all of us we have a schedule yeah but usually my schedule is a bit uh, a bit fluid and and then uh not so rigid but this year try, okay let's do like a like a rigid one similar to like oh, a school timetable yeah. okay. and I, i try it out and i I think it, it works better for me in, in terms of that, uh, in, in that manner. Um, it might not work for others, but for me, mm. it does. It, it gives me like ah, a, a, a specific time and a specific target and it works, it works well, well for me. And right. I also try to uh, group up activities which can be done uh, together. Like, for instance, you can do your afternoon zikir while you prepare for iftar, where you prepare, help your missus with, with the iftar. Oh, you can also uh, uh, cut short a longer task to smaller bits, chewable bits, yeah? Like for instance, you got a one-hour uh, uh, activity. You can cut it into four sections of tw- of uh, 25 minutes uh, yeah, yeah, t- task, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or or 10 minutes of six times you, to do something. So it um, and uh, yeah, so it, it, you don't you don't feel like you are dragging uh, your feet doing uh, to complete the task. Yeah, and mm-hmm. one thing which I do differently in terms of scheduling is this year is I I uh, try to um, if I can capitalize on uh, on uh, on opportunity on slot which I'm I'm free uh, upfront. Then I give I give myself some brownie points, so so th- those brownie points are different from every one of you. But for me, you don't ha- you don't have to follow this, and it's not healthy. Mm. Is I get a chance to put sh- a teaspoon of sugar into my coffee if I meet that tip. Oh, wow, okay. it's literally yeah. Okay, <laughs> reward. <laughs> yeah. That's something I do differently this year. Oh, mashallah. Oh, good, good, good. So maybe Ami, you want to share? Is there any more like about your targets for this year? Yeah. So, uh, so, so for instance, like, like, uh, in terms of like targets, like, like, I always try to first build what are the rights I need to fulfill. So, it rights of Allah, rights uh, of um, okay. parents, of your friends or neighbors, community, work, whatever. Uh, 
then you you rank them in terms of from that, those sites what are the one that are mandatory and what are the one are supplementary yes nice have okay nice to have that's right and then for that you mm-hmm. list all the associated tasks that 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 comes with it yeah and assign a certain frequency for instance like like, like maybe some of you say okay I, i'm going to try to read the quran after five times a day after after prayer so that's five frequencies per day of maybe uh, mm-hmm. if i miss a uh, certain amount of page yeah yeah Oh, it can be a certain ta- uh, uh, KPI or based on on time allocated. Yeah. Oh, uh, time so allocation. Yeah, that's really good actually. Yeah. Mashallah. Very methodical. I like that. <laughs> and yeah, so very tactical. Mashallah. Yeah, have yeah. a specific uh, measurable targets and and review those daily. So so then mm. then again ah, you, nice. you you made it brownie points more sugar. <laughs> 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 Okay, mashallah, mashallah, fake. Don't have too much shimmer. Change it to like an apple or something, Sheikh. I mean, you know, that's right. Maybe a spoon of honey. Okay, 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 man, mashallah, it works for you, right? So, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, mashallah. Maybe very fast. Tell us a bit more about what what are your specific targets this year? Yeah. Okay, okay, mashallah, mashallah. So. Inshallah, one of the things I do differently, I'm uh, really happy about this plan is because the masjid that we have, uh, that's actually the same masjid that Reza goes to as well, they they pray Maghrib 20 minutes after it comes in. You know, so oh. there's a 20 minute gap. So what this allows me to do is I can actually have iftar at home and still make it in time for the jama'ah prayers at the masjid. So Mashallah, what I do... Good. Mashallah. Yeah, Mashallah. 20 minutes, ample time. You can... You can but what I do is I don't have the full meal. So I have a, a pretty good, a decent amount of uh, for the, for the taking, and usually I have a protein shake lah. That's the fastest and the the feeling most feeling one. <laughs> and then I'll go to the masjid with my father-in-law. We'll spend so we we'll pray maghrib there and we just stay on until isha. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that because uh, we can basically book the front row seats. Yay! That's so difficult to get. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love it because uh, number one. If I do this, like it always gives me that that assurance of a time block that I have 30 minutes that I can do whatever I want in the masjid. Mm. Ah, that's oh. the best thing I look forward to every day. Me time, me time, me time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so this 30 minutes, and then it's waiting for the for the prayer. The Prophet Sallallahu says, if you're waiting oh, for the sorry. prayer, you're considered you're in the prayer. So I don't know. I love this so much. This is the best thing of my Ramadan that I'm doing this year. And then yeah, you know, because you're in front, right? And then this guy in front. All the way in the front row after Isha, he goes back. Indeed, perhaps uh, the, the longest walk. Perhaps just, just the longest walk. <laughs> the most socially awkward walk ever. But alhamdulillah, because of the social distancing, there's always a gap. You know, like uh, yeah, <laughs> outside of this pandemic, right? You have to step over people. Right? Now you're like, there's a there's a diagonal nice lineup. We're like, <laughs> you've got your exit plan. Makes exactly, it a bit exactly. less awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so mashallah so that's number one I, I love that that's one of the best things uh, my father-in-law my father-in-law and I we do and then when we come back from Isha then then we'll have uh, the rest of the meal Alhamdulillah uh, it does make our nights a bit finish a bit later but it's okay I mean uh, it, it's not that late so we can still Alhamdulillah one of, I'm very grateful I can have very close to the six hours sleep that I get not full six hours but uh, close to it so not so bad and It's still working out fine, especially with the Kailula, with that power nap, which uh, Reza mentioned just now. That was super key, man. Uh, and then also, super. yeah, was that? <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Another one is, uh, another thing I do differently is that I do the daily tracking, which I do highlight just now. 
uh, it's a simple thing. I mean, I think a lot of people can use a lot of different uh, different tactics and different uh, apps. But I just use a simple notes app because I'm so used to it. Uh, I'm so used to putting down notes. And by the way, this thing tracking, it's so important, right? I read this about this in the book, Power of Habit. People who track their diet habits, they lose weight better. And in fact, I think there's one example it shows that people who have a knee and hip replacement surgery, those doctors always tell them to always tell, normally these people who have hip and uh, knee surgeries are those between 60, 70 years old. They're quite senior uncles and aunties, right? And then, so uh, they, when, you, when you keep a journal of your progress, you actually recover mm. twice faster than the rest who don't keep progress. Uh, it's amazing. Mm. Just say like, oh, yeah. I tried this. I can take one step. I, I felt pain here. So I mitigated it here, you know? Oh, yeah, it works for yes. my kids, right? Stickers. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah, subhanallah, you're right. You know, it works for us yeah. when we were kids. Why don't we do it when we're older, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it works for me. So, even like in exercising, I keep track of that so that you can kind of know like what's your progress. And it's actually very motivating to see that you have a level of progress. So, that's what I do. I track that. So, the, the key zikr that I want to do I, I track like, okay, like for example, 100 times, right? I find myself before Ramadan so difficult to reach. I know some people are saying, what, are you kidding me? It's only 100 times. What can I do, akhi, miskin? So <laughs> I thought this is the time I do it. I just try to track it. Even the other one, subhanallah, wa bihamdi, 100 times. And it doesn't take long at all, but I try to break it up. So like, 20 Fajr, uh, 20 before Fajr, 20 after mm. Fajr, 20 before the whore, 20 after the whore. And subhanAllah, when you find yourself keep tracking this, right? There will be times around the day you're like, towards the end of the day, you're like, eh, only 60? Oh, cannot, cannot, catch a plan. Ah, so <laughs> it's really, really helpful. And then and, and on the days you do well, you're like, mashallah, pat myself on the back. No sugar yet, <laughs> but... <laughs> no sugar. <laughs> apple, apple, like you mentioned just now, yeah. Okay, apple. Durian. <laughs> we just made ourselves four percent hungrier but okay anyway. <laughs> all this food come, comes up <laughs> so one of the things i do differently is just like reza i i know we, ho- we always have this kpi like one juice per day and I, I i realize that my work schedule just doesn't allow me to do this so i'm just gonna be honest with myself i'm not going to force myself to do something that i know i'm not going to meet so what i do is i, I just set the targets differently you know the quran that they have these markings the makra the the, the one that looks like a flower the one that looks like yeah. a, i think they call it a yeah, yeah. like a hizb, like one quarter of a hizb so there's 30 jews each juice is about 20 pages and you have eight of these makra eight of these markings so it's roughly around yeah. so one juice is 20 pages one of these makra is uh two two and a half pages you know so it's it's not that much so i just put simple targets just have four makra per day I mean, you know, like uh, one of these is like uh, two, and two, two or two and a half pages, but I recite it with tartil. I recite it in a, in a way that's re- like relaxing, that I can enjoy the pace. And I recite and I read the translation and I perform some level of tadabur. And whatever brilliant notes or something that I find nice, I put it inside my daily journal tracker. Uh, so so I, I, it's nice because it builds that relationship. And the thing is like, I find myself like those previous years when I put that one juice per day, like, it, it, 
you know towards the end of the day you realize that you have 10 pages to go you just kind of just hit the, just, just recite for the sake yeah. of reciting <laughs> you hit the panic <laughs> button and you just power through as long as you finish then it's fine doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like a military like yeah like wait a minute this is not what the quran is about so then i thought okay this is this is not the right way to do it i'm going to do things differently this year just put like four more clock come on man like is that so so like one of that will take me roughly with tadabbur maybe between maybe Eight to ten minutes, I think, maybe around there. Mm. So if two of that, normally I after fajr I can accomplish two. So it's like fifteen to twenty minutes. It's really not that difficult actually. So when you set your st- standard like doable, and then you can do more, then it's like yeah, it's a nice win for you. So I find this like very practical for me. There are days which I can do more, but four per day it's really not that difficult at all, except for my weekend. Oh man, my weekend! Like I told you guys, that was. <laughs> <laughs> so, lesson learned for me, but that's what I'm doing slightly different uh, for for this year, inshallah. So I res- I, I optimize that, and when it comes to my muraja, like uh, because we, we recite tarawih at home, so I, I put certain targets of the surah that I want to memorize again, which I feel that I've forgotten. So I, I target like, okay, make sure that this surah I try to memorize back, this surah I try to memorize back, and then tafsir also I put a target as well. Uh, hmm. like tafs- but I, I put a realistic target come on the whole tafsir of Quran in one month you haven't wow. been doing it before that right it's not going to happen so yeah. I, yeah, I, I just thought okay fine I, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to target two Jews read two Jews of tafsir of Ibn Kathir because I have the app readily available that's it two Jews of tafsir even that hmm. I'm falling behind but I think it's workable inshallah so I think yes. hopefully I think these are tips that hopefully can help other people also as well uh, adjust yeah. according to your circumstance And I think, uh, yeah, the power, the power naps. And by the way, uh, by the way, brothers, do you do you exercise in Ramadan? Like physical exercise? No, I take, a, I take no. a break in Ramadan. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay, mashallah. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Oh, I, I, mashallah, I keep it up. I exercise all the way mashallah, in Ramadan. Mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. Yeah, you know, I, I used to have a stigma about this. I, I think for the past four years, I've been doing it regularly. I used to have a stigma like, how do you exercise in Ramadan? You get dehydrated. Like, you don't get you get thirsty, right? Exactly, <laughs> That was my exactly. number one question. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I used to have all these mental blocks and I used to make it as an excuse. They, they used to have these like Ramadan health tips in, in our company. And I'm like, should you exercise in Ramadan? My thinking is like, no, you shouldn't because dehydration. Is and then the guy said like, yes, no, okay. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> and then I tried it. So yeah, for the past four years, I've been doing it. And mashallah, but of course, uh, this requires some degree of adjustment. So I realized that I shouldn't do, we shouldn't do strenuous cardio because you sweat a lot and you get dehydrated very quickly. And I find that the best time to do it is the same also after Fajr. And because mm-hmm. the reason why I keep it up in Ramadan is because exercise is not just about the weight loss part. There's a lot of productivity and mental health benefits you get from exercise. It's one yeah. of those things where it's called the keystone habit. It's like one habit that gives birth to a lot more habits. And for mm-hmm. me as well, Uh, why I love exercise so much, I I, I still go to the gym uh, at least once a week. Like this week I went twice, so I still I use that opportunity to listen to uh, to to podcasts, especially like oh. for this month I dedicated for Quran Tafsir only, no other podcast. So, mm, uh, yeah, I guess because outside of that it's difficult to find time and sit down. That that's just me because we're not commuting, so I I need to find a way how to schedule this guy inside. So to mm. me, exercise was that way. So mashallah, I know I'm not. I don't recommend this for everyone because for me it's a habit every way. I I never stop. I I do at least four or five times every week. I exercise when I'm in business travel, when I'm offshore. Even when I go to Umrah, I will find a way to do it in the hotel room. You know, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I don't recommend you to start if you haven't started already. So yeah, mm. I mean, this is just something that, but, but what I do want to share is that it's doable actually. You think that it's not doable, but you know, wallahi, when I look back, the days that I do exercise, today is my rest day, but the days when I do exercise, I'm not any hungrier than I've left off. Because in the, in the, in the beginning, yes, I'm like, oh, exercise, like, oh, I'm gonna, I think this day is going to be bad. It's going to be a tough day. If you set your mind yeah. like that, it, it is going to be like that. <laughs> so mm, yeah. If you just do it, like, you just carry on with your day, you find out it's fine. So it's just something that maybe it can be beneficial for, maybe for those of you who maybe don't do it yet, it's okay. But in the future, next time, trust me, it can be done, inshallah. There are lots of tips out there. Uh, so inshallah and, and do it with the right intention and may, may, and Allah will grant the barakah from that inshallah, inshallah. and inshallah. also just uh, one of the things as well is that I want, I try to put targets to quit my bad habits and for me I realized that the bad habits is just like Aziz is like the the YouTube and the social media part so <laughs> oh man so I realized for me this is something I realized huh? in the, it, when I'm not fasting because I'm, I'm basically sitting in the same spot I am when I'm working from home and uh, when I get a bit bored I usually outside of Ramadan, I have my coffee. <sighs> okay, you know, mm. but Ramadan mm. is not there. So the habit queue is there, but like, oh, how do I satisfy this habit queue? Open social media. Ah, oh, that's so bad. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I have, that's what I think I realized that this habit queue has to change. So yeah, the great news is I haven't watched any series or movies yet. So Alhamdulillah, but it's just this, this guilty quick bursts of useless quick gratification that one thing leads to another. One news opens up the door. Oh, I didn't know about that. What does that mean? So you know, it opens up. <laughs> but I realized that if uh, during the work days when I put a lot of strict regime that when I want to do certain things, I realized that it's easy to get rid of the bad habits. So this is one of the wisdoms behind the ayah of the Quran where Allah says, Inna al-hasanati yudhibna sayyat. The good deeds erase the bad deeds. Not only in the erasure of the recordings, but also the more time you spend doing good deeds, the less time you have spending doing the useless stuff. Right. So I think this is a, an, an interesting part. So I think this is where we can take through this exercise because when we take out the element of food and drink, sometimes that element of fulfilling that habit trigger is not there. So try to recognize yourself and try to pick out like what are the habits of that food and drink that really excite you? And try to change that habit trigger. So that's just something that uh, I do differently this year, inshallah. <laughs> so, so mashallah, brothers, brothers uh, let's get into the final discussion, inshallah. So now we realize this, we learn this about ourselves. <coughs> now, moving forward, what's our catch-up plans? How do we want to improve? How do we want to reprioritize? What can we do differently? So let's start with uh, Amir, inshallah. Okay, mashallah. So for me, when you talk, when you talk about improvement plan, the two things that I'd like to focus, number one is to re-strengthen whatever current workable plan you have, whatever current, current workable goals you have, re-strengthen those. So how you re-strengthen those, those goals? So three things you can minimum do, you can do more. Number one, you try to improve the actions of the heart with regards to that ibadah. So uh, uh, one mm -hmm. example that we can, uh, can uh, easily grab is, for instance, we know that uh, the famous hadith, it's two different hadith, but with the same meaning that if you uh, pray, if you if you fast or you pray at night, with full of iman and it's this then you yeah. Yeah. then Allah will forgive all your previous sins. So people mm -hmm. always always say that ikhtisab is all about asking for reward, yeah, from Allah. But actually, it's more than that. There's more to ikhtisab, as how um, oh. uh, Al Khatabi mentioned. Khatabi is a fam famous Shafi'i scholar. He mentioned that in oh. in ikhtisab has four has three elements at least to it, yeah. So number one, it has one thing reward from uh, one thing reward from Allah. Yeah. Number two, you love to do that command. That's number two. Mm. Number three, you don't feel overburdened in doing it. 
And number four, you don't, you definitely don't drag your feet while doing it to complete the task. So these are the four minimum things that you can oh, you can have in sure. in all your ibadah, the the the, the which all encompasses in the minimum of ihtisab. Yeah. Besides all the oh, other okay. having ikhlas to Allah, uh, 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 longing closeness to Allah, fearing Allah's punishment. Yeah. Uh, building kushuk. So those are other uh, type of actions of the heart that you can further improve in all your ibadah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also improve Shabu. the second. You can improve the quality. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm a bit. Uh, speed talking because Asar is really close here in Miri. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I- improve the quality of deeds, yeah? So improve the quality of deeds. For instance, yeah, you can try your best perhaps in this month, try to do your, your deeds in secrecy if you can do that. Ooh, that's a good ask one. Your, ask, yeah. ask, ask, ask a frank question to yourself. If really right now we can tell Allah what 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 deeds that nobody else knows except for you or oh. except for Allah. That's, that's, the, that's the test of how, how much yeah, deeds you have in, that you do in secret. Have it yeah, yeah, more yeah. of it, yeah? Yeah, like we, we all know about the story of uh, uh, Ali bin Hussein, yeah. When he, when uh, Zainal Abidin, when when he died, only people now know that he gives out the uh, the bread to the people of Medina. Think of mm. it in a, in a bigger perspective. Is number one when he he has servants, yeah. He has a lot of servants. Oh, that's true. But no, he can just say, okay, uh, Mr. A, go to area 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 one at three o'clock in the morning. Mr. B, go to area two. He can do that and say, don't tell anyone. People can obey. His yeah. server can do that, yeah. but he doesn't do that. He he do it himself. And the amount of bread that he needs to buy to distribute to all the houses, imagine the amount of logistic, and yet nobody knows. He goes wow. to great distance to actually cover his tracks. That's that is the wow. that is the sahabat, the, the, the salaf. That's what that's how they were. They put so much effort to cover the tracks, and we are the complete the complete opposite of what we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and for instance, one thing is like we, a, we, we, we cover our sins and expose our good deeds. May Allah protect us all. Uh, uh, mm. Improve the uh, increase the length of, of, of your night prayer. Yeah, yeah. At, at least bit by bit. You don't have to go one week. Uh, first first week you probably have kul huwallah every every rakat. Suddenly you want to go al bakara. It's not that's not the intent. Baby steps. Yeah. Uh, right. It's a funny story. It's about a compan uh, a tabiin. Yeah. Uh, he said that. He said he, he complained. He's at old age now, so he can he can read the he can read a lot of a a lot of a he can he can prolong his stand his kiam during night prayer. So they say that oh you know right now I, I have reached old age have reached me, so mm. I have to limit my 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 recitation at night. So I'm an old man. I'm only able to do al Baqarah and al Imran in the first, in the same rakaat. <laughs> oh man! Subhanallah. Actually, it's one of you know straight to us, and I find it very. It's it's funny yet. Uh, it it. it uh. Oh, it shows a different. No, the jokes is on you. Eh? Yeah, jokes on us, man. Subhanallah. That's right. Yeah, on us. That's right. Uh, okay. Now, second, second, second uh, strategy we can do is reprioritize, reprioritize all those challenging goals. So, so Imam Malik make make a brilliant resemblance between Amal Saleh and Rizki. So he said that. Allah oh. grants rescue to you, like how He grants Amal capabilities to you. For instance, we are mm. not all of us are, are engineers. Some are doctors, some are teachers. So because mm. our rescue is specific, that's how Amal is. Some people find it easy to study, some find it easy to teach, some find it easy to pray, some find it easy to do sadaqah. That's the reality of life. Yeah, that's the reality of life. That's why Allah mm. made many doors to Jannah specific for each respective deeds. And Abu Bakr mm. once asked Rasulullah that. Like, uh, what can, can anyone enter uh, Jannah through all the multiple doors? Rasulullah said, "Yes, I hope it's you, Abu Bakr." The meaning that all doors have specific oh. dates. You can enter with, on on is on on the dates based on that specific dates. Yeah, so oh, you can enter based, the doors based on specific dates, and and do not feel despair if you can have more if if you don't have more goodness. Yeah, because 
the, the great sahabat Khalid al-Walid is also not a man of of multiple traits. He has he's definitely more mm. better than us, all of us. Mm. But yeah, he's not like Abu Bakar who who's who's or, who can do a lot of things. Uh, he, he's the the in terms of Quran, he's number one. In terms of jihad, he's number one. In terms of, of charity, he's number one. So that's Abu Bakar. Even people who came after that, Abdullah Mubarak is like that. It's similar. He's he's a lot a man of, of a lot of goodness. Yeah. And we are yeah. nothing compared to them, but just to say, do not feel despair if you are unable to fulfill some of your tasks, yeah? Uh, and and uh, also, like, uh, maybe to help you reprioritize some of these challenging goals, yeah? Because like, uh, I heard a, a lecture by Dr. Firana, like, telling, like, why are sometimes, you heard Sarullah saying that uh, different, prescribe different good deeds to, to different sahabat. And he said, oh, this is the best mm. of deeds. This is the mm. most beloved by Allah. These are the yeah, best yeah. of women. But different yeah. types, yeah? So there's yeah. a lot. Mm. And so scholars... Try to bring a lot of a lot of uh, uh, reasoning to that. So, but I would like to bring maybe four. Yep. So number one, focus on the on what you're good at. Focus on what are your capabilities and potential, what mm, you are motivated to, and what you find it easy to do. Then then go the distance for that. Mm. And then do deeds which can benefit more people. Yeah. And, and depend which based on the current condition of the environment and the people around you. So do deeds which can uh, the benefit extends to to a larger uh, people. Yeah. Not just yourself. Uh, And also, yeah, this is, I find it very, 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 the first time hearing it is that it's also focused on deeds that can eliminate your, your specific critical negative traits. Let's oh. say you're someone who's miser. Oh, okay. So this man, donate more, give more charity. So force yourself. Uh, do the opposite. Because, okay. Okay. Do the opposite. Uh, Because, you know, uh, Tamiya say that Ramadan is an institute. An institute, yep. you, one thing you do is you got to eliminate all those bad things. And this is the, and one of it is you counter that with the opposing good, good deeds, yeah? So do it, because wow. if you don't do it in this man, then no other man you're gonna you're gonna have that drive ah, to do point. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Imagine yeah. this man, Allah grant you a big favor by by eliminating the external fate, external factor to all evil deeds, shaitan. Ah, uh, shaitan. So, so you only live to only fight your internal internal desire <laughs> to overcome yeah. that uh, whatever shahwat in doing evil deeds. Yeah. So Allah yeah. done a big uh, favor to all his slave, all his all his, uh, all his creation to uh, capitalize on that. And, and 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 uh, and do this which are easy to form low hanging fruits yeah like uh, like uh, if if uh, praying easy, uh, early is easy for you do it yeah do it <laughs> because the essence is actually not to waste time mm. if, if if you can't maximize our uh, uh, because uh, the pro- one poet of uh, uh, mentioned that uh, if in the blessed land of Medina and Makkah where the Prophet live and the Prophet rule and a lot of the Quran is, is uh, revealed upon and you still could not do goodness in this land, then no, which other land you're going to do good? Oh, oh, so scholars take that, that poet says, same, if, if this time is the time that Allah give you, that, that Allah bless this time with revelation of the Quran and so on and make it into one of the pillars of Islam and you still can do good at this time, and where that the time you want to do? Yeah? Mm, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just gotta cl- close it right now. Right. Okay. Just a bit. On, on. Okay. Do not lose hope. Yeah. Do not lose hope. If until now we we fall short in all our our KPIs, all our targets, Ramadan, take it as a positive experience to know your mm. very own limitation. Yeah. yeah Hence, take this yeah. opportunity what we have now to recal- recalibrate all your goals. The mm. truth is, there are more things to look forward. There's a final ten nights. Yeah. More yes, things to, yes, to look yes. forward to, yeah. yeah. And, seek, and then seek Allah's help that you, that us, all of us, can make full use of Ramadan, and sure. and, and and to achieve the ultimate target, which is to be the people of taqwa. Mm, and there's no sure. better way 
There's no better way to seek Allah's help but through prayer and solat. Mm. As mentioned in Al-Baqarah, not once but twice. Mm. And Al-Mujahid. Solat. Pray. Sabar. Pray. Pray. Sabar. Pray and patience. Oh, thanks, thanks, brother. Masha'Allah. A lot of things are... <laughs> a lot a lot of points is jumbling up yeah, right you, now you, you remind me when I put the one juice per day KPI and that, that's that's me during Asar <laughs> <laughs> and, and patience yeah, because, uh, also, like, seek help from, from Salat and patience and Al-Mujahid the students of, of the great scholar Ibn Abbas mentioned uh, translate patience as fasting because fasting encapsulates oh, all the essence oh, of patience yeah so in essence Allah. in reality there is no other man that you will pray oh. and fast more than Ramadan. So mm. this is the man that you need to really take, make full use to seek, uh, to seek Allah's help that uh, you will, you become people of taqwa. Yep. So, mm, that's all I have. Inshallah. I'm so sorry I got to leave early. Take a deep breath. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Your, you, if you got a heart rate monitor, I think it's racing now. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Barakallah, Fikum, brothers. All the best for all of you. May Allah make this Ramadan the best for all of us and all our family members. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. That was really good. A bit fast, Mashallah. That was really, really good. Yeah, thing. yeah, a lot of stuff there. Subhanallah. Gotta listen to it again. I'm out of points now. So. <laughs> oh, that's cheap, man. No, 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 no. By the way, I just wanted to build on that point that, that Ami said, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when you try something, you realize you want to build a habit and you relapse. Actually, the author about the book Power of Habit said this: When people try to quit the alcoholism, they try. They kind of, sometimes they will relapse back into their old habits. You know, maybe you want to quit smoking. Mm. Maybe oh, some yeah. of you want to quit bad habits like maybe pornography or social media. You try and then you relapse back again. And what tends to happen is we think that relapsing is because we fail. It's not failure actually. It's actually you recognizing your triggers. You understand yourself a bit better now. Uh, yeah, so maybe you realize true. that oh there are certain situations that oh this is when it triggers me to relapse again so you learn that about yourself use that as information to build upon to improve so I think that that's, it's, it's a very good point to relate it, relate it back to what Ame said so if you realize in Ramadan uh, there are certain things that kind of trigger you to fall into that slump use that and then learn from that and adjust accordingly inshallah inshallah Okay, so mashallah, let's hear from uh, Brother Aziz because I think uh, Asar time is creeping up to your yeah, zone now, true, isn't true. it? Also <laughs> creeping um, up. Yeah. <laughs> In Kuching, it's 10 minutes more. So okay, okay. I would just want to continue <laughs> what um, I think Brother Amir, Brother Faisal just mentioned about um, to, to, to eliminate the bad habits. And one of my, one of my bad habits I, I think I want to eliminate is the social media to reduce my screen time. Mm. So, if we have tra- track track our good deeds, uh, like Brother Faisal do, you you have this tracking, right? So we should also track our screen time. So oh, just as okay. I mentioned just now, <laughs> the average of person in this uh, in in year 2020 is two hours and 25 minutes. So we to reduce this, we we can use some uh, use a uh, block apps. It's available on um, Apple, Apple and Android. So, what we can do is to reduce it 30 minutes per per week. Because if we just eliminate all of it, it would I think overburden us, right? Mm. <laughs> so we can block it anytime uh, when we we have ibadah during our work. In 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 the apps, we we can set it. 
on 8 until 5 p.m. or we oh. can reduce we can we can set only two hours per day one hour per day mm. for mm. for mm. any apps sure. so what i found is that um, in apple they they integrated in in the ios but it's, it's kind of soft if you already reach the two hours you have the option ignore it this time uh, snooze. Okay. so it doesn't it doesn't help so we need to have another block app so it's hard <laughs> it's really rigid okay. you cannot do it you, you cannot you, you yeah you can you cannot use the app, uh, like facebook or you just block facebook or instagram i think it's okay. very useful i uh, actually i have done it for two years my productivity improved but oh. after i get my new device I, I didn't install it, so uh, <laughs> inshallah. <okay. laughs> so inshallah, we together we make this Ramadan as a social media fasting as well. Inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. <laughs> actually, I like that. So you actually can put the KPI, right? So we have KPI on how much Quran we want to recite and all these things. Kind of. so maybe like, for example, if you know yourself, let's say you do spend two hours per day on social media, then set the target like, okay, tomorrow I want to spend uh, ten minutes less and ten minutes less and ten yeah, minutes 10 less. Minutes. Do something yep. which is challenges you, but not to the point that it breaks you. Uh, so yeah, like, yeah, kind of, kind of yeah, just yeah. challenge that. And actually, I have a, I have a bit of a hack on that. I just want to share. Uh, yeah. When you have this trigger, right? I call it procrastinating bad habits. So like, for example, yeah. I have the urge to look at social media. I'm like, it's okay lah, later lah. You know, like, uh, it, it's different, you know, when you when you procrastinate, because we, we procrastinate good deeds, right? But if you procrastinate bad, yeah. bad habits, right, what happens is, you see, when you tell yourself, no, no social media, there's a lot of mental willpower that is like, fight it, you know? But if you're yeah. like, later, later lah, okay lah, later, okay, it's okay. I think after later on, I can do it. And then later, you procrastinate some more, you procrastinate some more. And then in the end, you're like, yeah, I didn't do it. You're like, <laughs> it works for me, actually. That, that's how I way you're using it. procrastination. One way, one way to do it is that you yeah, put yeah. your device away far away from you right ah, yes, yes okay. that works yeah, yeah. no but, but that's what i do so like like I, I, I had the urge that's how i quit playing games actually i have a lot of mobile games which i never play i <laughs> i download it from google play and it's there i have pubg but i never like i want to play mm, this requires some time okay lah tomorrow and then get, mm, okay lah tomorrow <laughs> and then i never end up playing i'm like i have this thing for like two years come on let's delete it now and i actually quit from it so i think this is something that you can try so you try to procrastinate it or what you do is you procrastinate to a certain time maybe like okay i tell myself like six o'clock six o'clock is my social media time so like okay it's there it's there oh. procrastinate so yeah there's mm. just some life hacks yeah, like, to help you <laughs> if it helps set a time for <laughs> for social media also right yeah 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 like when you you accept the fact that you do need that that dose fine but you don't limit it to that time so you you comfort yourself because this, this is a tactic that i use for for example for my son because he always want to spend time with his parents right so i tell him oh yeah don't worry after work now i pray asar and work a little bit more and then we play okay and he say okay so like oh. he can look forward to that you know he like something to right. look forward to yeah just just yeah. a hack for me so it so it doesn't come uh are you done yet daddy are you done yet no ah yeah later later what does later mean come on like mm. <laughs> you know so, later so means next two minutes <laughs> yeah exactly the perception of time is really different right <laughs> that, that two yep, minutes yep. is a bit longer than two minutes <laughs> so so like, same thing on social media you're like okay i have that six o'clock time okay okay no problem like i got this you know so mm, inshallah 
Okay, one more uh, improvement that I want to to do is that uh, sadaqah is not only about money. So I have mm-hmm. one story. Usually I give my son and daughter, I think a dollar or more or less just uh, for them to give sadaqah. So my my, my daughter, oh, she would put it in a charity box in her at her kindergarten. And my son would put a charity box at the masjid. So every time they do the sadaqah, They will get the sticker. Ah. Uh, that's what ah, they are okay. looking forward to. Brownie points. I like it. And the funny thing is, last weekend my daughter didn't go to school, right? And my my son, he forgot to put the money inside the ch- uh, the charity box. So, being creative, how to get the sticker? So they come uh, say, he, uh, they come to me, Baba, Baba, look, and they smile. Suddenly smile. I was like, what happened to you both? <laughs> <laughs> and they say mama said smiling is sadaqah right oh they're thinking they're thinking yeah okay they are being that. they don't have the resource but they are being resourceful right wow that's awesome yeah. mashallah that, that reminds me of the hadith that your smiling in the face of your brother is charity commanding wow. good and forbid forbidding evil is charity and there's lot Giving direction is charity, right? And remove Mashallah. the raw, torn bone on the road is a charity. Mashallah. Uh, yeah. so, so in this sense, your kids gave a reminder to you, right? So make more charity and inshallah, remember sadaqah is not only about uh, about money. That's all for me. I think would, ah, I want to hear. Amazing. Mashallah. <laughs> wanted yeah, to hear you? some from Brother Reza. Mashallah, barakallah fikum. Actually, a lot of my points is already covered by you guys, but I'll just repeat it anyways. Um, in in a nutshell, what my parting advice is: uh, quality over quantity. So, mm. looking at some tweaks that can be made to my current routine personally, and perhaps as an advice to the others listening out there, is that to focus on quality rather than beating ourselves up if we couldn't fulfill the quantity. So ah, nice. I find that like dwelling on deeds that we miss uh, is not productive at all and doesn't really help at all. And if we're not careful, we could end up demotivated going towards the end of Ramadan. And as we learn from the other brothers, perhaps a written schedule or a t- tracking, time tracking will inshallah help with optimizing the time and trimming the, the fats around ineffective time usage. But in regards to how though to perform uh, righteous deeds, Uh, no doubt that the best guidance is the guidance of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And in a hadith in Bukhari, he mentioned what the best of these are, which uh, he mentioned sallallahu alaihi wasallam to Aisha radhiyallahu anha. Do I'm, I'm just going to read the translation so that everyone can get it. Do the good deeds properly, sincerely, and moderately, and know that your deeds will not make you enter paradise, and that the most beloved deed to Allah is the most regular and constant. Even if it were little, Subhanallah. Mm. Think think about this. I mean, yeah, I um, yeah, it's it's something that about perfecting your deeds that you are doing, but don't overburden yourself. You know, mm. and just a side note here uh, in regards to Ramadan, uh, Rasulullah definitely increased his striving towards the end of Ramadan. So that's what we should also do. But mm. at the same time, we do need to also bear in mind that it is best best to take within our capabilities as long as we know that we can be 
one number one consistent in it and number two do it with ihsan so these two qualities consistency and ihsan i think mm, are something nice. that we can look into our deeds to make it better uh, for the remainder of ramadan so then it begs the question how can we actually incorporate ihsan in our deeds mm. like isn't what we are doing at the moment like sufficient and mm. in this regard i want, just wanted to bring the words of ibn al-qayyim rahimallah uh, rahimahullah who said uh, the best of people who engage in any ibadah are those who have the most remembrance of allah while performing that ibadah and mm. so the best of those who fast are those who remember allah the most so this mm. in nutshell is encapsulates ihsan right So how can we remember Allah when we perform our deeds in in Ramadan so for example in a state of fasting we could increase our istighfar in throughout our idle time and our spare time that we find ourselves in and also that um, know that uh, the dua is mustajab for as long as you are in the state of fasting as mentioned by Rasulullah in a hadith in reported by Tirmidhi uh, therefore just think of it as long as you are in a state of fasting uh, increase your dua and know that uh, the whole time when you are in fasting is a time that when your prayers are most likely accepted so mm-hmm. that's one thing to pay pay attention to so you're only uh, always in the in the search of the opportunity to make like quick uh, like for example in, in your sujood in your voluntary prayers for example you just sneak that quick dua you're in waiting mm-hmm. for the ikamah at the masjid you sneak that quick yeah. dua find that little opportunities to remember allah often so that uh, we hope that we are in the category that uh, that the uh, the slaves will remember allah often and mm-hmm. also in regards to ihsan like also the brother amir mentioned before it's also about um, looking into perfecting and improving the actions of the heart actually and not just being mechanical in your actions you know mm-hmm. so so in that sense um we should really internalize and reflect on the actions that and the deeds that we are performing and to bring to an example uh for this uh let's take an example from the morning adhkar and one of the dua that was recommended by rasulullah to read in the mornings and the evenings is uh i'll mention it ya hayyu ya qayyum birahmatika astaghith aslih li sha'ni kullah wala takilni ila nafsi tarfatain so the translation is o ever living one o self subsisting and supporter of all by your mercy i call upon you to set right all my affairs and do not place in me in charge of my soul even to the blink of an eye subhanallah you really ref- reflect on this dua and this dua rasulullah is showing us that he has total dependence and tawakkul on allah to help him in all of his affairs and even to the blink of an eye and if we really think about it as the creation of allah we are really utterly helpless without the support of allah and we are constant in constant desperate need of his guidance and provision down to the smallest of matters and we would even not have any ability not to the extent of a single heartbeat nor nor a single breath if it wasn't for his mercy on us so just reflect on that whenever we recite this dua in the morning when you do your morning adhkar something that you reflect on the greatness of allah how you totally depend on allah how you are uh, totally helpless without uh, his mercy and his help you know so and this exactly this teaches us to depend on allah for the ability to do ihsan in our deeds as well 
And mm. to to come into that, there's this beautiful du'a that Rasulullah taught to uh, Mu'adh ibn Jabal, which encapsulates this beautifully. And you can find this in Hisnul Muslim also, uh, whereby one day Rasulullah came up to Mu'adh and held his hand. And he said, Ya Mu'adh, by Allah, I love you. And I advise you not to miss supplicating after every pay- prayer this du'a. It, it goes, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. O oh Allah, help me, help me to remember you, to express gratitude to you and worship you with ihsan. And in nutshell again, this dua shows that it is not only, is only with the tawfiq from Allah, the ability that Allah grants us that we are even able to remember and worship Allah properly with ihsan. SubhanAllah. And so this is a dua that we can easily practice in our daily salah. And towards the end of the salah, our scholars mentioned that the actual place to mention this dua is when you finish your final tashahud and just before the salams, that is counted as the end of the prayer. So oh, after your tashahud, you mentioned this, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa shukrika husni ibadatik. It's a very quick dua and inshallah, if you really intend what you mean and you are sincere to Allah asking that he helps you to do the deeds with ihsan, um, Allah will give you tawfiq to do the deeds with ihsan, inshallah. So try to incorporate this dua and uh, may Allah grant us the tawfiq to perfect our deeds sincerely for him in this Ramadan and beyond. So in a nutshell, that's uh, what I have for me, inshallah. Mashallah. Okay, mashallah. Maybe just to share last ones from me, inshallah. So, so brothers, I need, I need to go. All right. For, okay. Yeah. I'll start for that as well. Okay, mashallah. All right. Okay. Okay, mashallah. So maybe just to share a couple of, uh, from me, uh, first of all, reminders for myself. What are some catch-up plans that I have in mind? So actually, I really like that point, Riza, that you mentioned about this whole habit building, right? Small steps consistently and uh, to do it with ihsan. Because at the end of the day, we want to come out of Ramadan with this end in mind. Because it's not just in Ramadan. It's actually habit building. We want to create this habit throughout Ramadan that we want to continue actually after that. And this comes back to the reason why Allah Azza wa Jal instated us, prescribed for us to fast in the first place. So in, in the Surah Al-Baqarah, we, mention, we hear this many times in the beginning of Ramadan, right? Kutiba alaykumus siyamu kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun. That fasting has been prescribed to you just as those before you so that you may attain taqwa. So taqwa is not just for Ramadan. Taqwa is for life. Taqwa is the one that will lead you to Jannah. Right? So remember all those little deeds that you're doing in Ramadan. So number one, this is the, this is the thing. Right? Moving forward, begin with this end in mind. What do you want to achieve at the end of Ramadan? You want, to, you want to achieve at the end of the Ramadan to be connected with this why, which is I want to be a person of taqwa. I want to build in my taqwa. So all these deeds that you're doing, this fasting, why is it? Why, is it, why are you fasting? To facilitate self-control and discipline for the sake of Allah. That's an element of taqwa. Why do you give sadaqah? To develop generosity and shukr, to make us realize how much privilege we have for, us, for, for the, uh, that Allah has given us. And so that we can develop also that mindset that when we are giving money, we are investing in our akhirah. Right? So that's also an element of taqwa. Ah, yeah. What are you doing when you're reciting Quran? Or those Quran that you do every day. Don't just do it because you want to meet the KPI. Put the niyyah in your heart that you're reciting Quran is to build relationship with the kalam of Allah. After Ramadan, it's not just once off. 
right? It's a period of habit formation so that after Ramadan, you just love it more and you want to continue after that, right? And then, for example, you're waking up for suhoor now. You realize that I can get up half an hour or one hour before Fajr. So you kept the habit for 30 days. Just continue after that with the Hajjud. Maybe not the full one. But just, just to start with, uh, I always tell people, if you want to start the Hajjud, don't recite Surah Al-Baqarah. Recite with Surah... It's still the hajjud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. yes. <laughs> so you realize that you can wake up early anyway, right? So keep this end in mind. So number one, make dua to Allah. And as uh, Amir said, ask, uh, seek help with the patience and prayer, inshallah. And in Ramadan, it's full of patience and prayer, mashallah. So this is provision for your life, not just for Ramadan. So once you put that intention in mind, remember this. When you have that sincere ikhlas near in your heart, Allah will open the pathway for everything to come. As Allah says that if you come near one by walking, Allah will come to you running. And, and this is something also that, uh, subhanAllah, just to remind us that if we cannot do those things. So, for example, we have that niyyah in our hearts that the last 10 days, we want to give it our best, right? This is the best of uh, the best that we can give throughout Ramadan and on a high. But let's say, Qadarallah, Masha'afa'al, you're not able to meet those targets. Maybe for many women, maybe they may be having their menses throughout the last 10 days of Ramadan. Maybe the last 10 days of Ramadan, you'll be working at, uh, you, 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 you'll be working offshore maybe. For some of my colleagues, they are going through that. So this is something you remind us. If you have that niyyah, then Allah Azza wa will still reward you even if you're not allowed to do it because of circumstances beyond your control. Uh, remember that. Mm -hmm. Be optimistic of that. So there's a hadith in Bukhari. I love this hadith, man. It's so amazing. The Prophet says that when somebody falls ill, he, is, he has a sickness or he's on a travel, he will get the same reward just as you were if you were at home or you were in good health. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... Right. If you if you have that practice, right, and then suddenly, Qadr Allah, you fall ill, you will still get the same ajar, the same rewards as if you were not feeling sick. You get that rewards automatically. Subhanallah. You don't even have to do it. So yeah. I think this is something that reminds us, especially for the sisters, uh, especially my wife. My wife always feels a bit like uh, stressed if uh, menses falls in the last 10 days. And in fact, Qadr Allah, actually this year where forecasting that it will fall into that, that last that last 10 days. So it does frustrate her a bit. But I try to remind, so this is something like uh, to, to prepare for this session. I try to remind, remind all of us once again for the sisters. So number one is that, yes, if you have that intention, Allah will reward you for it even if you're not doing it. Right, so that's very, very important. But you have to prove right now, or, or maybe like when you don't have those menses, that you are really serious about it. And then yeah. when you're serious and Qadr Allah, something happened, maybe a, something that, that didn't enable it for you to happen, Allah will still write it down for you anyway. Right, so mm, that's sure. reminder number one. Uh, reminder number two, you, the only thing you can't do is actually pray, salah. Right, you can actually do dhikr, you can make dua, there's no harm in that. That's absolutely fine. Now, Quran, there's a bit of difference of opinion. There are some opinions that say that you can recite without touching. You can you can recite with touching, with uh, with uh, with a covering. Allah alam, Allah knows best. But the point here is that there are so many ibadah that you can do even with it if it's not necessarily praying, right? So that's something you re uh, bear in mind. And number three, if you help others do ibadah, you get the same reward of the ibadah. Uh, uh, think about it. Uh, yes, <laughs> mashallah. Yeah. If you wake up your husband for tahajjud you get the full reward of your husband's tajud. Ah, you thought of it? It's a game you know, changer. Prophet, <laughs> game changer, right? SubhanAllah, you think about it, right? The Prophet says, whoever guides towards good, uh, you will get the reward of those who perform that deed. 
you don't have to do anything. <laughs> and and you know like the, the the famous hadith we all know, right? Um, like if you provide food for the fasting person, you will also get the reward of the fasting person. Yeah, yeah, right. Right, but but we always yes. apply this to outside, right? Oh, give this to the uh, the the poor people and the homeless. And mashallah, yes, you get that reward. But we forget in our own household. You sometimes you do this every day. You just have to shift that niya by providing iftar for my husband. Mashallah, I get his reward. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> mashallah. So many, there's so many amazing things in this sharia that Allah reminds us that you're not losing out at all, right? You have all the privilege to do so many great things and make dua in the last third of the night. So just to remind all of us, we have. It takes, but you have to put. You have to prove to Allah that when Allah gives you that free time and that health, you have to own up to it. You have to demonstrate that that you're serious about it in the first place, right? Subhanallah. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, mashallah, you brother, the brothers covered it really well. I think just one last one for me is to remind us, just as I highlighted in the episode, uh, gearing up for Ramadan to take leaf. Uh, so now you know mm. you can't catch up. Yeah, just take the leaf. Uh, what I'm planning to do differently this year is that I want to take leave for half days throughout the 10 days. So Half days, huh? Okay. Yeah, half days. Yeah. Instead of taking like the whole 10 days, it's like, just take the mornings off. So okay. that at least the mornings I can use to catch up if I need to catch up the rest, or if I need to spend time with the family, or okay. if I need to do other ibadah that I want to do. So that, that morning is there. And then at least in the afternoon, I still have time to catch up with the work. So I don't know if huh. that's something you uh, can try. Right, mashallah. Yeah, maybe if, if your organization allows that, I told my boss already, I hope not too many of my colleagues will pick up this. Then nobody, then, <laughs> <laughs> then, the the whole organization will be half day off. Yeah, everyone will be gone, right? <laughs> But anyway. But you know, in certain countries, they do that as well. You know, in maybe oh, Middle yeah, East, mashallah. Like yeah. Force leaf thing, isn't it? Force, force leaf, yeah. Yeah, yeah, subhanallah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that... That's one thing I try to remind all of us. I mean, come on, we take leave. The, the thing is, right, I, I hear people complaining, like, oh, this year take leave for what? We can't even travel. Khalas, mm. this is the time you use your leave for the sake of Allah, not just for the sake of like being a tourist, man. Take yeah, leave yeah. for investing in your akhirah. Think about yeah. that. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, just, just have that paradigm shift. And this is how we can, inshallah, finish Ramadan on a high. Just to make remind ourselves, make dua. And Imam Hassan al-Basri used to say that, If you improve the performance of in the time that you have left, you will be forgiven for that which has already passed. Uh, so you may you might feel that you're slacking off, right? But if you focus now on your right now, moving forward, you'll be forgiven for all those things, those lapses that you had on the past. So take special care of the time that you have left because you don't know when you will return to the mercy of Allah. This was the advice from Hassan al-Basri and that's the parting advice from me. Inshallah, whatever, it's in the past, it's in the past, you can't change that. But as the Prophet Wasallam, there's an ayah of the Quran actually that says that if you repent from that, if you move from that, all those slacking, all those even those evil deeds will turn into good deeds. Uh, oh, so mashallah, I, can't mashallah. Remember, I can't remember the exact quotation yep. in Arabic. Uh, you've heard this ayah, right? Arizal? I've heard this, yes, yes. And so there's one amazing yeah. hadith wherein the Allah Allah quotes a person like reading the deeds, right? Saying that, uh, so he's quoting the evil deeds that this person used to do. Or Reza or Faisal, you used to do this, 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 right? Say yes. Yeah. You used to do this, 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 right? Yes. You used to do this, 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 right? So all these evil deeds. So you feel like really, really bad about yourself. And then at the end of the day, Allah says that because you have hit them, so now I will hide them from you and I will change these bad deeds into your scale of good deeds because of your sincere repentance. 
Awkamakal alaihi salatu wasalam. And then the Prophet sallallahu I hope I don't misquote this, but Awkamakal alaihi salatu wasalam. But when the Prophet sallallahu quoted this hadith, he smiled so widely that you can see the back of his teeth. Like he was so happy that he, he was laughing actually. <laughs> Imagine like, you could, oh, yes, I yes, I did this. Yes, I did this. And then Allah says, oh, I changed this into good deeds. And you know what this slave will say? This slave will say, oh, uh, ya Allah, I think there are some more sins that you forgot. Lah. <laughs> suddenly he wants to claim. Huh? Yeah, that's he wants to claim it. And that's what made the Prophet laugh and smile. And so subhanAllah, you know, all these weaknesses that we had in Ramadan. I, this hadith, just keep this hadith grounded, right? Inshallah, mm. all the things that we've slacked in the past, inshallah, if we're sincere, Allah will put them on the scale of our good deeds. So, mashallah. That was a really good discussion, mashallah. I went a bit over mashallah, the time, but I thought, it, mashallah. mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope all of you out there have got benefit from this discussion. Uh, mashallah, we can hear, we can see some really good uh, comments here. Yeah, mashallah, but mashallah. we don't really have time to go through them. Yeah, but thank you very much for your active participation, especially Brother Firdaus. Mashallah, barakallah feek. Mashallah, it's good to hear from everyone. Brother Faraz, Brother Jai. Oh, mashallah, your dad as well, Reza. My dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah he liked the exercise tip. He's been doing it as well. Oh yeah? oh yeah! Oh yeah! Awesome! 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 Same team! Same team! <laughs> so, so that's inshallah. Uh, so next week, inshallah, will be the regular podcast release schedule, which be a topic of building my relationship with the Quran. So we specifically uh, made this topic for for this Ramadan, and uh, the following week we have a, another live session as well, which which we we plan, and that live session is titled "Ending on a High." Yes. Husn al right. So that will be it'll be like I think a couple of days just before Eid. So it's kind of like how can we finish on a high, not just for Ramadan, but in life in general. So we want to use that as a reminder so that we part Ramadan and not slack off and just go back into the uh, pre-Ramadan <laughs> days, right? We want to yes. come out, come out from it being people of taqwa. Yes. So that's the intention, inshallah. inshallah. So, mashallah, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, once again. Jazakumullah khairan. Jazakumullah khairan, Brother Reza. It was a fantastic discussion, mashallah. mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Okay, brothers and sisters, so that's it from the Barakah Effect Podcast, Episode 7, uh, title of Ramadan Halftime Plan versus Actual. How are you doing so far? We hope that you can take some lessons and inshallah, apply this into your own life to have some muhasabah, some, some self-reflection, how you can adjust for that and how you can catch up towards the remaining days of Ramadan. And please do, if you do find benefit in this, please do share it to others as well. Do consider subscribing to our channel and so that you can love for others what you love for yourself. If you subscribe, it will help us to greatly spread the message to other people across the globe. So we'll end here insha'Allah. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Barakallahu feekum. Barakallahu feekum.